You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms, and if you like research like I do, Make sure you check out our website at EnneagramAndMarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Hey guys, I'm so thankful and excited for you to join us for this Lord of the Rings special episode as Amazon Prime unloads their brand new series dropping today, The Rings of Power. So thank you, thank you, thank you. This is such a fun merging of the Enneagram and Marriage and Lord of the Rings worlds. And I am so just thankful that you are here for it all with us. I found somebody else to join us for this epic journey today who also loves Lord of the Rings just as much as me and her family does also that she married into. So grateful to hear this legacy lives on, Natalie Hooper. So soon she will be joining me. She is of the Lettering Wife Instagram account. You've got to follow her. She's all things amazing over there, literally drawing out fantasy characters, D&D, Narnia, of course, Tolkien's characters, and really just having fun over there showing us who she thinks is which Enneagram type. And we're going to do some of that on our episode in a few minutes. So very, very excited about that. Another fun tidbit for you today is that Natalie is part of the 2-8 marriage pairing. She is in the first few years of marriage. And as we jump into September of 2022, when we're recording, we're jumping into seasons of marriage too. So you get to hear somebody in those fun first few years of marriage and hear all about their love story, which is absolutely epic and beautiful in and of itself. So we're talking about them. We're sharing a contest and of course, delving deep into Middle Earth together. So thank you for this. Now, before Natalie comes on and types with us and tells us about her life a little bit, we're just going to do a quick recap of Lord of the Rings. For those who are maybe entering after having watched some of the Rings of Power, and now you're like, wait, what was the precursor? all this or when did everything take place? I'm just going to give you that like flash forward and backwards for a second. So I'm going to let you know first and foremost that J.R.R. Tolkien wrote the series The Lord of the Rings, but he also wrote a precursor to that called The Hobbit. And things weren't written in any particular order that would make sense to us, but you know how it is when you're writing something sometimes like Star Wars, George Lucas, all that stuff like, oh, we're going to have some before, some after. So he did a bit of that in his writing and it took him well over a decade to write all these books out. So many fans treasured them for years, and then back in the early 2000s, they were all made into movies. So it was a lot of fun for me as a grad student in the early 2000s to go with all my friends from Wheaton to see these at midnight and to have so much fun, and then turns out they won multiple, multiple, multiple Oscars, as you might know. And of course, many of us were like, these movies were so good, we have to read the books. And then the rest is history learning that C.S. Lewis and Tolkien and Dorothy Sayers and others made up a fun club like the Inklings and just hearing about all of the ways that sometimes there's these beautiful allegories of faith woven into the stories 
really just was such a special gift to me in my walk of faith and also just in the fun aspect of, wow, getting to hear about all these hilarious life journeys that are interspersed in the stories. That was what really drew me into this Tolkien Middle Earth world. But as for a lot of other people, it might have been, hey, these are just great soundtracks. They're, you know, great adventure stories. They might not take it as deep. But for me, all these stories have meant the world because after reading the stories, and watching them on screen, I can't tell you how relatable they are. So now I'm just going to give you the quick recap of what the stories are about now that you've heard what a smashing hit they were. And basically, the stories are about a hobbit who finds a ring. And that's really actually the whole book. Uh, The Hobbit is about an adventure uh, that somebody named Bilbo Baggins goes on and he finds this special ring and he ends up pocketing it, bringing it home to his little shire his comfortable land, and he has a great adventure along the way. And he's really excited to have this adventure, but even more excited to just get home with this precious ring. And you'll hear it called the precious a lot. But basically, as we come to learn, Bilbo is such a sweet, innocent person overall that he doesn't even realize that the ring he's holding is wielding such enormous power that it could literally ruin the world. And it was crafted in the fieriest hellfires, basically. Now, we come into the Lord of the Rings series when we learn that the ring is starting to awaken a lot of evil in the world and there's a gathering strength of darkness and shadow that are falling across the world. And if you're starting to think about the Enneagram shadows, yes, um, <laughs> I won't diverge, but you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of parallels here in terms of just sometimes the shadows do come in and they do threaten to take over the good and the true and the beautiful. And so we have these small hobbits. Now Bilbo's nephew Frodo has the tag of actually getting rid of this ring. And in order to get rid of it, he'll have to take it back to the original doomed fires that it was forged in initially. So this is going to be a a task that's going to require a collective or a fellowship. And you know, I love collectives over here. We have our membership group called that. But the fellowship is made up of all kinds of different people, which like Enneagram types are like, you know, they have different gifts. And so we have our hobbits who are very nine-ish and we have our elves who are maybe we would say four-ish or one-ish and just maybe five-ish the way they withdraw sometimes or are very neat. And then we have our strong dwarves and you could obviously put Enneagram types to those as well. But what really interestingly the series also depicts in both book and movie is that the men and women of the whole Middle Earth Kingdom are kind of the more fickle, except there's one named Aragorn who really rises up above his station and may have some elven blood also. But the truth is there are some actually good humans. And I hope you know that too. And you're not totally jaded by either this description or your life, because I know sometimes we can get that way. Like there's no good people out there. But anyway, the book reminds us that there are. The book reminds us that we can grow. And when I say book, I also should say movie. The movies are excellent, as you heard. And this series just gives us the courage to walk out of the shadows, to do our little part, to not fall away from the fellowship of just knowing that others can help us and even carry us sometimes when we're at our worst. And that's why I relate to these so much because I always kind of tend toward like Frodo doing it on my own. And it's always a great reminder. And with my four social family members, it's a daily reminder or an even hourly reminder of just how beautiful it is to do life together. And this Enneagram and Marriage community that I get to talk to in the collective and on Instagram 
Instagram as well is also a great reminder of that. So I'm grateful for all of you guys. I hope you're grateful for that explanation if you are just catching up. And then now that I've said that, I'll, I'll let you know briefly that the stories that are about to come out on Amazon Prime actually take place a thousand years or so before the whole story of Bilbo and his nephew Frodo. So we're going to be hearing about the world before the shadow was quite as bad, but the shadow is already starting to fall and treachery is already at work. And so now Amazon is spending more money maybe than they've ever spent. I know it's like five times as much as they've spent on the Game of Thrones in order to bring us this epic tale. So it is not exactly like the books, but they're going from, hey, let's go before, let's do a prequel of all of this so we can see when the ring was made and all the other rings too, because there's other rings that were made that were powerful. So that's why it's rings of power. So anyway, thank you for joining as we talk about that. You're going to hear us talk about some of the characters from the Lord of the Rings. And if you don't know them, then at least watch the movies. I highly recommend you just take a day with the Lord of the Rings movies and they will be so fun for you to get to know. And then maybe you can listen to this episode again after you hear that. But Natalie's story is great anyway, because she shares about her marriage and you're just going to love her. She's a beautiful too in and out and I'm grateful. So let's talk to her. Now be mindful before she comes on that we do have a contest going. So you do get to have one of her prints if you're the winner and also one of our Enneagram and Marriage Glow products so you don't fall into your own shadows. So if you are the winner of our contest, which starts today as we open up this podcast and ends at midnight Eastern Standard Time on Sunday, then come on over to our Enneagram stories over at The Lettering Wife or Enneagram and Marriage to enter. And you'll see that we have stories up for our contest and special episode. And yay. So I hope you get the print. I hope you get one of our glow materials. And either way, we've got lots of fun goodies for you at both of our pages. She has so many fun Lord of the Rings drawings. I love her page name, The Lettering Wife. I love her work. So grateful to have her. Let's chat with her. Hi, Natalie. Thank you so much for joining us on the Enneagram and Marriage Pod for this special episode. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. We worked so hard to get here today. So extra thank you for your time, guys. She is a dedicated (laughs) LOTR fan. I can just tell you that much. (laughs) We're just so glad it finally worked. Yes, we are. Oh my gosh. Well, are you so excited about the new series coming up? Let me ask you that first and foremost. I'm honestly not sure how I feel about the new Lord of the Rings series. I don't know how I feel about it. Like this, the trilogy is just, that's it for me. The trilogy and then some of the Hobbit, but I don't know. I don't know how I feel about a whole new TV show with Lord of the Rings. Yes. And I heard that from somebody. I was just at their house today and they said the same thing. So I know some of our loyal fans are feeling this with you. And so we are just this day, this episode airs is when we're going to find out. So we hope it's good, right? Yeah, I hope so. (laughs) I'll probably have to wait and see what everyone else thinks. (laughs) Yeah, you'll like not be able to watch until you find out is this good. But I have good news for everybody. And if you haven't seen it yet, know this, that there's been a lot of not just money spent, but thoughtfulness spent from the people who are creating this enormous project together that they're saying they want to make this something that is really a lot better than Game of Thrones in terms of the quality of what's seen on screen. So I hope that it's better in that way. 
I hope so. Who knows what they'll do, though, because I had high hopes for The Hobbit, and they still messed some of the stuff up in there, so I guess we'll have to see. <laughs> yes, we will, and I think that that's a true literature lover when you're like, they missed things, and they added <laughs> yes. things that weren't there. My so- husband read me The Hobbit once when we were just like, we'd go through a period of just he'd read it to me in bed, and there'd be things where I'm like, they didn't put that in the movie. How could they miss that? How dare they let this out? Like, I was so upset. He's like, I know. That's what I'm telling you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So you guys were able to add your own commentary. Yes. And I think that's, yeah, for those of us who are really, like, nerding out here, we might need to watch it on our own so we can, like, say stuff to the TV and just yeah. get mad <laughs> because <laughs> we want it to be like that. But we know that this is going to be um, something special, even if we don't like it. And I hope we do. I think we will. But first, before we get to that, I just want to have a quick, just tell us a little bit about who you are. I got to meet you through Instagram, but tell us about your 2-8 pairing and your hubby's name and a little bit about yourselves. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, we met in 2015. We we're both just not even full high schoolers yet. I was not quite 15. He was not quite 16. Um, and we met at a homeschool convention that I was working at. I was volunteering for the children's program. And so was he. And his aunts, and I think just his aunts had volunteered for it a couple of years prior and so I already knew some of his extended family, but I didn't even know him. So he came that year and I was only supposed to be volunteering for one night because my mom had signed me up for a whole like teen youth program that whole weekend. Wow. And I ended up meeting him and I thought he was so cute that I didn't want to stay in the youth program anymore. I wanted to just, wow. I just told my mom I really wanted to help with the kids. So she was a little bit upset because she had paid for that program. And here I was head over heels for a boy I just met. Wow. So, yeah, that's kind of what started it all. You met there and we, he gave me his email. We emailed for a little bit. We started writing letters and then he came down to, because Right before we, right after we met, we moved. So I lived in Utah when we met. And then I moved back to Oregon like two months later. So all of a sudden we're doing this long distance. We barely know each other. Wow. <laughs> My parents are like, what is happening? Who is this? <gasps> My girls never liked, like, I wasn't a boy lover. You know, I didn't really yeah. care about that girl yet. So they're like, this is interesting. So we started dating in 2016. We dated long distance that whole time. Mm-hmm. It was so hard. Mm-hmm. Um we got engaged in April 2019, and now then we got married that September. And now we've married almost three years, so wow. it's been quite a journey. <laughs> Sometimes sure. I feel like we've been married for like centuries, <laughs> and other times I'm like, didn't we just get married yesterday? <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah, so good. Yeah, Aww, and then yeah, it's been so good. And like our enneagram types work so weirdly well together because mm. I sometimes as a two I turn to an eight in stress yeah. so I start controlling and yeah. then it's funny because that's what he is as yeah. just a healthy normal person he's like I don't like that stop controlling <laughs> so then he'll kind of help me calm down and stop being <laughs> such a I don't yeah. like having no control over anything but you know we're getting there <laughs> yeah. but we work really well because then I help him to he's not like a not that he's not trusting but he doesn't trust as easily as I do I give my heart away to anyone and everyone. <laughs> if I trust you, I'm just like, here you go. <laughs> Have everything as a two. And so he just wants to protect that. So he's he helps me protect my heart and I help him open his his heart up. So it works really well together. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Because he can help you not to go to eight in unhealthy exactly. ways. You can help him to go to two. Mm-hmm. Oh, how beautiful. And what's it works name? really well. 
His name is Corbin. Corbin, and he's a podcaster, yeah. you said. Yes, he started his own podcast, so. Fun. Oh, my gosh. So happy for you guys. Yeah, it's been fun. Oh. We work. We are crazy together but we work well so yeah. <laughs> that's I, all that matters right <laughs> yeah, it's true and I got to know you a long time ago toward the beginning yeah. of your marriage which tells people Instagram friendships are real they really are yeah I would just reply to your stories and be like oh my gosh this happened here's how I relate to this and here's how my husband relates to this and I'd show him all these funny needs <laughs> but he cares because I care so yeah. yes then we discovered somehow through your beautiful lettering I love tell us the name <laughs> of your Instagram it's called the lettering wife I love your page name it's so beautiful <laughs> I am horrible at coming up with names so I honestly don't know how I came up with this I'm like lettering yeah. I'm a wifey I guess I'll just come up with something like that because it was yeah. back when we all been married for like a year so yeah. like being a wife was so exciting for me I was like yeah. I'm a wife now finally <laughs> so I'm like well I like lettering and I am a wife so I guess I'll just make those two together and so it was it stuck <laughs> yeah it really did and I, I like every time I see it I'm like oh that's a great name so <laughs> here I find that you love Lord of the Rings through this and I'm like okay we love Enneagram we love Lord <laughs> of the Rings now that we're having a show out we get to do this we want to do this so sure. thank you for joining <laughs> Yes. <laughs> well, tell us about a little bit about, because some of our audience members just love E&M and they're just here out of thank you fan loyalty, but <laughs> they're like, let me know about this Lord of the Rings thing. So can you give us just a quick review about what Lord of the Rings is? Oh, it's hard to just, yeah. I don't really know how to describe Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> I don't know. I can't find the words to describe it. You'll have to watch it yourself. Yeah. I first watched it when I was 11. Okay. Like I was young, not super young, but like it was back in the day when Netflix shipped us DVDs. Mm. Like I had to wait a week to see the next trilogy. My dad's like, let's watch this. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't really care. <laughs> so we watched it and I was like, I can't wait for the next one. But we had to wait another week to get to ship the DVD back to Netflix and get it back. Yeah. So ever since then, I've just like, I've loved it, mm. but I never like truly had this passion for it until I married Corbin. And I was like, his family just absolutely loves Lord of the Rings. They love like the books, the movies, everything. So it's like I deep dived into that because I was like, his family loves it and I love it. So now I want to love it more. So I deep dived into it and I was like, oh, all the Instagram stuff and look at it from this different point of view. It just opened my eyes to everything that's in Lord of the Rings. You can watch it a million times over and still find new things that you love. Oh. So it's just one of those series you just have to watch. You can't describe it to someone. Yeah. You just have to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I totally love hearing you say that. And to clarify for people, there's a new series coming out that mm -hmm. is just coming out September 2nd, if you're listening live today or in the future, just know that a new series came out on Amazon Prime. But there are three movies, like she said, that are so awesome. And they're based off the books by J.R.R. Tolkien. And then there's even a fourth one called The Hobbit, a fourth book. But they split that up into three movies. So Natalie is a big fan of everything that's come out so far. And she's skeptical about what's coming ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but she makes beautiful art. Enneagram typing all the characters from this before, right? Yes. I started it like... I think it was back in like December last year. I was like, I mean, I like Lord of the Rings and I like Enneagram and I've kind of done some Enneagram typing characters before. So it was like, I really want to get to know the Enneagram deeper and understand each different type and how it works in like movies and everything more. Yeah. So it's like, well, let's just take like, I started with Aragorn 
And I even mistyped him. I typed him as a one, but now I would type him completely different. So it's just interesting how going through something that I loved and cared about so much and like learning more about the Enneagram helped me just deepen that love for both things of Lord of the Rings and Enneagram. This is so cool. <laughs> yeah, that is so cool. I love that. And it just, it makes my day to hear it. Uh, I'm hoping we get some others. So you guys heard from her, make sure you listen, make sure you watch. However, I'm doing the series on audible with my son as a listen, uh, make sure you, now the movies are, you can just grab them or you might be like me, like in the books, but either way, I hope you also get a chance to check out the newest series. And that one's going to be taking place a thousand years before. So um, I was going to ask you, do you also research Tolkien, the author, or know anything about his friendships? Because I noticed sometimes you share about others of his friends that were authors. We just rented the Tolkien movie to watch this weekend because I've been talking about how much I want to watch it forever. So we're going to watch that this weekend and maybe I'll have an update for you about how much more I know about him. But Mm. I mostly just know like Lord of the Rings and deep dive into like the trilogy and then the Hobbit. But that's about as far as that knowledge goes so far. Oh, well, I mean, you're going to love the movie. Tolkien, the movie is amazing. And my type four daughter adores the soundtrack, but we all love the movie so much. Oh, we are a soundtrack family. Like soundtrack makes or break the movie. (laughs) A hundred percent. Yep. So we are with, we are excited for the fact that you have a fun weekend ahead. I think you're going to love it. So, but yeah. Keep you updated. (laughs) Yes, you do. And he was part of a group called the Inklings that would meet at a pub. And um, one of his friends was C.S. Lewis and that's my husband's favorite author. So I was just curious, but uh, their friendship is so neat though. <laughs> it really is on one to explore <laughs> so cool. if you're a bit of a historical buff. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So I wanted to um, just really see about whether you were able to tell us about um, just a little bit about the similarities between some of the things in the Enneagram and the Lord of the Rings. And there's a great quote that I thought might kind of help us to dig into that a little bit. Actually, I got this quote off of the preview of the new movie, follow the light and the shadow will not find you. How do you think that Lord of the Rings quote really speaks to Enneagram work? If you have a thought about Mm -hmm. that. I mean, there's so much like the way the characters are in the trilogy Especially with like Sam, like you see him almost as a patch of sunshine, like yellow is his color. (laughs) Basically, if you could put a color on a person, it would be Sam. Mm -hmm. So I think about Sam and Frodo and their friendship and how Frodo's like as he gets closer to Mortar, that ring just grows so heavy on him and the shadows are just like creeping in on him almost. But then you see Sam and like even though he's dirty and he can't carry the weight of the ring, he just wants to be there for Frodo. That's all he cares about. He's a two through and through. <laughs> all yeah. he wants to do is just care for Frodo. So I think it's just interesting how it's like follow the light and the shadows won't find you. Something like that. It's like Sam is like, here, Frodo, you can follow me and I will help mm-hmm. and I'll be there for you. Mm-hmm. And like you see, like when Frodo's getting to the boat after Boromir was killed, spoiler if you haven't watched the movies, but sorry. <laughs> <It's okay>. <laughs> um, <laughs> you just see him running after Frodo. Like, he doesn't mm-hmm. care if he's going to die. Like, all he wants to do is just show Frodo this love and this sunshine that he has for him. So I think that's really cool to think about and how that relates there. Yeah. 
That is so beautiful. I'm so glad that you could relate that to a character already. And I gave a preview before, so don't worry. You're not splitting anything. (laughs) But I love that you are truly, like your heart is showing us what a two is like at their best. And that's Mm -hmm. so beautiful. So we see that in the character, Sam. And I I love that. And before I ask you about a few of the other types that you thought for people, tell us if you have a favorite one of the Lord of the Rings books um, or a favorite character. I mean, my favorite movie is definitely Two Towers. Okay. Um, I just love how it's not the beginning, it's not the end, it's the middle. Because that's how I feel like where I'm at in my life. I'm not, you know, a kid anymore. And I'm also not towards the end of my life. I'm kind of right in the middle where I'm like mm-hmm. almost aimlessly wandering. Not really, because you know, yeah. I have God yeah. helping me. Yeah. But sometimes I do feel like I'm just kind of wandering in circles, like when Frodo and Sam were in those mountains just wandering around because they don't know yeah. where they went. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm like, wow. It doesn't feel like a lot of stuff is going right. You have small victories, but there's not that bigger victory. There's still that stress of like, how am I going to get over this next big task? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I like that one because I just feel like that's where I am right now. So I'm like, oh, I can relate to that because it's not perfect. You know, they make a lot of mistakes. So you lose people along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's yeah. where life is right now. It's not perfect. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely like that. That's really cool that you relate so well to that. That's not what I would have expected. And you're just showing me we can't stereotype types, you know? Yes. You're like, it's not the happy, fun one that I like. I'm a two. I'm a positivity <laughs> rainbow type. It's like, no, I want the death. I am in the stuff of it. And it's got its good moments, but it's also got its really hard moments. I like how you tell us there's circular parts to life that feel like they'll never end. Some of it's great. There's a lot of highs and lows. And that's how... um. For those who know this particular movie slash book, there's a lot of epic scenes there, you mm-hmm. know, and like you're making some great strides in your marriage, but there's also some battles lost. And mm-hmm. so it's very cool to hear that. I love that. So thanks for sharing. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. I think everyone expects me to like Return of the King because that's where everything wraps up. Everybody's happy, but it's like, yeah, yeah. that's such a great movie. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it's still yes. a great one, but Two Towers <laughs> will just forever be my favorite. There's just so many good moments in that. And it just feels mm-hmm. like life right now. Yeah. And maybe it'll change as I get older. Maybe the fellowship will be more, mm-hmm. more my thing when I get older, you know, remembering my childhood. But mm-hmm. no, I think it's kind of cool how such mm-hmm. a, such a movie relates to your whole life. Yeah, me too. And this series gets into my soul in that way, because I remember thinking that when I was seeing this movie, I had to wait, I think it was six months or a year between movies. I was in grad school when they came out for the first time, but I remember thinking Legolas was so cute and fun. And then (laughs) later I was like, oh my gosh, like I I try to liken it to my husband. I'm like, Wes, you're like Aragorn. Um, And so (laughs) it really helped me to like, see, like you said, how these movies and books can shift with a person as they age. (laughs) I definitely had a crush on Legolas. I was that girl. Oh yeah, hundred percent growing up. I was like, oh, Legolas is so dreamy. And now that I'm older, I'm like, no, I like Aragorn. (laughs) He knows where it's at. (laughs) Right. Oh my gosh. So tell us some typing now that we've gotten the crushes past us. So now we get to type the characters and what's fun about this is we're going to type some of them, but we're going to ask you guys to type some of them too, because we're going to do a fun contest. So if you know any of the other characters that we don't type today, or if you want to check out Natalie's page, you can see what she's doing with some of the other types. But for now, we're just going to give you some of Natalie's typings for some of the characters. So let's start with 
Pippin, one of the most Pippin, fun characters. Ooh. So yeah. I thought Pippin as a seven wing six because oh. sevens love adventure and they love just being goofy. My dad is a seven. So mm. I see him as Pippin in the best way possible because Pippin is always up to no good, but in the cutest way. Yeah. We love Pippin. Yeah. We stand Pippin. Yeah. <laughs> Pippin is probably my favorite. Yeah, and I give him a, a wing six for loyalty because he is absolutely loyal to Mary and especially to Gandalf. His relationship with Gandalf is so beautiful, especially in Return of the King when they had that little moment um, at the, I think at the very end when he's trying to rationalize with like what death would be like and Gandalf is like, don't worry, it's going to be okay. Anyway, <laughs> but throughout the whole series, we see Pippin as just kind of this adventurous, cute little trickster. He's always up to no good. At um, Bilbo's birthday party, he's setting off those big fireworks and Gandalf is just oh. absolutely frustrated out of his mind. Yes. <laughs> but he has such yeah. a good heart. Yeah, He has such a good heart. He just wants to, mm -hmm. um, he just cares for Frodo so much. He wasn't even planning on going in this whole ring hunt. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he didn't have this in mind. He was like, adventure? Sure, great. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm in. <laughs> right. Yes. And then he does, like you said, prove his character as, yes. okay, I may not feel like I have much to give, but uh -huh. um, then they start to realize. And what's so funny is I'm right now at that part in the book of The Return of the King mm. where I've just watched him you know, make kind of a fool of himself before Lord <laughs> Denethor, the steward. And Gandalf was yeah. just like, oh my gosh, like, I wish you wouldn't have done that. Like you said, you weren't going to open your mouth and now you're like sworn to service. And it turns mm -hmm. out he and Mary both swear themselves to service um, in the books. But what I really like about what you said is that he's meaning well, even when he doesn't do it right. Like his intentions are good. And not only that, but the people who love him are endeared to him. They can look deeper mm -hmm. than just the surface level. And they're like, you have a very valiant heart, even if you feel like you have very little to offer. And then they're like, we want to protect the borders of the Shire, your special land where you live, because mm -hmm. it's worth it to protect your joy. And I just think it's yes. so cool. So I'm loving that you typed him as a seven wing six. I'm I'm eating that right up. <laughs> and then also seeing his, <laughs> seeing his relationship with Faramir too at the very end in Return of the King. Where Faramir is like, look, I struggled with not being the big bad soldier that my dad wanted me to be. And Pippin struggles with not being good enough because he knocked over that um, old statue, not statue, the skeleton in the dungeon. And then that's how Gandalf ended up waking up the Balrog and Gandalf dies, you know. Yeah. And so it's like he struggles with like, oh, my gosh, I just killed Gandalf. <laughs> like, how could I have done this? And they're also mad at him. But then Faramir yeah. is like, look, listen. I wasn't that perfect child either. You know, I struggled with being worthy too, but it's okay. You don't have to be the specific person to be worthy. That's yeah. what I love. Mm, I love that too. It's grace. And he finds his way back to it. He doesn't let himself, mm -hmm. like you said, stay in despair forever. He's mm -hmm. like, all right, I can't hide my joy, even though I know I've made a fool of myself. And I know he gets called fool of a toque by Gandalf. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's what yeah. I love about seven. So they have this joy about them. That's like, yeah. you can't suppress mm -hmm. it. You it can. just oozes out of them. <laughs> it does. It comes back and it's a good thing. And now we wouldn't mm -hmm. want it to be crazy, but it's no. <laughs> when it's balanced. So, yes, oh my gosh, I sure. love that. Okay. So let's talk about Faramir. I love that you typed him. Yes. Faramir's a nine wing one. He's a, such a dreamer. He's such a romantic mm -hmm. at heart. Mm -hmm. All he wants is peace. Mm -hmm. And he's even willing to like be like Boromir for his father just to get that peace, just to get that love. And that's kind of unhealthy, 
at the same time, you can understand where he's like, I'm willing to do anything just to get my father's love, just to be that peacemaker between me and Boromir. Because they fought a lot, I'm sure, you know, not being equal in his father's eyes. (laughs) And so, you know, he's talking to Pippin. Pippin's in his huge armor and just (laughs) toddling around. He's talking Mm -hmm. to Pippin. He's like, look, I understand that you're not, you know, a soldier. And that's okay. I wasn't either. Boromir was a soldier growing up. Mm -hmm. And I liked poetry. But all Mm -hmm. he wants is just, he's got that true heart of gold, that secret heart of gold, where it's like, he's a romantic at heart, but it's okay because like, it's okay if he's just different than his brother. It's yeah. okay that he just wants peace. Yeah. So we love that. I love Faramir a lot. He's one of those hidden characters you kind of forget about until you watch a couple times and you're like, Faramir's mm-hmm. a great character. Yeah, he really is. And um, I, I can't even believe you got that from the movies because yeah. I only got that from the books. Well, I mean, my husband has read all the books. So I okay. also have been talking to him a lot when I was okay. typing the grams. I'm like, what do you think yeah. about this? Yeah. Here's the motives and fears and all that. So, yeah. Oh, I love it because I mean, whether like, and I think as a two, by the way, I think she catches things that I don't catch. (laughs) Like I have to read in order to catch it. She's like, Krista, that was so obvious from day one. (laughs) I'm like, what? But like, I really, really want anyone listening to know, like, if you are like, I kind of liked him in the movies, like explore him in the book because Natalie might've seen it the other day, but it was the funniest quib I ever read about him. They were like, oh, dark pyramid. (laughs) They did you so wrong in the movie. Did you see that? Yeah. I think I posted that to my story. (laughs) because it's wrong the way they paint him having this dark side like he is truly a nine like you said he does Uh not have a dark side really that much especially like he struggles with like the rules because as his one wing he wants to let Frodo and Sam go but he also is like but should I because I've captured them but then he does and then he also doesn't trust Gollum because he's like yeah I don't think you're gonna do the right thing but yeah. He also doesn't want to start a fight. So he's like, well, yeah. I guess so. Oh my gosh. You are so good at type types. I'm just letting her type you guys. Like, unless I have a very strong <laughs> inkling that she's wrong. Notice I said inklings because I love that group. <laughs> but anyway, I, I don't because I've already seen all of her spoiler, but um, <laughs> I like the way she typed them. That's why I invited her on. But like, I just, I'm so rolling with it in agreement. Okay. So let's talk about Arwen now. She's another character and this is one of our female character so far that we haven't talked about a female yet yes Arwen is my favorite like Samwise is probably like my all-time favorite but Arwen's like right there next to him I typed her as a two-wing one which is coincidentally my type <laughs> love it it wasn't intentional I promise <laughs> no, that's okay I love it it's my type I just, no uh, I get it you saw it she's yeah. she's stubborn so you wouldn't type her as a two at first <laughs> at all but then you look at her and her love for Aragorn, that like, that precedes anything else. And like her just, mm-hmm. her gentle spirit and her just, her love for Aragorn and for Frodo. Like when she rescues him, yeah. um, mm-hmm. she takes care of him. She's like, you're going to have to get through me first if you want to get Frodo. I just yeah. see that like mm-hmm. the shining healthy too is the example of like sacrificing their love and their like time and everything for everybody else. She's yeah. like, I come last. I don't care if I lose my life because I want to marry Aragorn. Mm-hmm. He's he's mine. Like I want him and I will do anything I can even disobeying my own father, so to speak, even rejecting that like eternal life. Not that it was eternal life, but you know, in the good to the dying lands, she's rejecting that because she just wants Aragorn. And Mm -hmm. I just love that. 
Mm, I do too. She truly loves, and she's even willing to give up, like you said, eternal, Mm -hmm. just being able to live on the earth. She's like, if I can't have you, like, why would I want to live here and wonder aimlessly? Like, you're my love of my life. So I love how you're like, that's a two. And she also is so Mm self-sacrificing and she doesn't warrant the need of the attention the way a two wing three might not that twos don't have both wings, but like, she is not concerned about that in this moment of the story. We're catching her in a very two wing one moment. And, you know, I hope she does get the attention in her three wing at some point, but it's not the focus. And it's special too, because Arwen and Aragorn's love story has mm-hmm. changed a lot as I've grown older and I've been married for a long time. I see mm-hmm. it as our love story a little bit. Aww. So it's really special for my 22nd birthday. My husband got me an Arwen necklace and it was just absolutely my favorite thing ever. <laughs> I just about died. I was like, okay, this is it. <laughs> so it's just that special connection of watching Lord of the Rings together for so much and like just bonding over that. One of the first gifts he ever gave me was the Hobbit, like a special illustrated version of it. So just that Lord of the Rings has always been present in our life. So it's yeah. just like extra yeah. special to see that I see him as Aragorn and he sees yeah. me as Arwen and it's just Oh, I love it. <laughs> that's beautiful. I love that you have that as part of your story and your legacy together because yeah. it's a story, like you said, that really is a saga. Like it's an epic story. It's a journey mm-hmm. and you're on it together. And there's nothing more beautiful than doing your journey together with the one you love. And I don't know if you know, but that's uh, who Tolkien actually talked about how there are stories that echo from others of his tales, but that he and his wife were part of his stories as well. So that's really I love that. Yes. I'm such a romantic at heart. (laughs) Oh my gosh. He their love story is so romantic. So I I have to dive deep into it. That's so cute. Yeah, it's everything. So it's beautiful. Um okay tell us about um I'm trying to think of my last two which one I want to save. I'm gonna save Samwise. Tell us about Gandalf. Ooh, I typed him as a Naomi Wong as well. He was kind of hard to type because you kind of see him in different um, different things throughout the movie. So it's like, well, do I type him as this? Mm-hmm. I thought about typing him as a six, but mm-hmm. ultimately I went with the Naomi Wong because he is a peacemaker. That's all he wants, truly. Mm-hmm. He just wants to uh, be that like guardian for Middle-earth. He just wants everything to be done. He hates evil. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to think about him as like, Jesus, because you can't type Jesus. <laughs> you can't right. type like that. But yeah, yeah. It's hard to put him in a box. So it's really hard to type Gandalf. But mm-hmm. I just said 911 because he's reassuring. He's always reassuring the hobbits and people. He's like, it's okay. This will be fine. You just have to trust me. Um, he also doesn't like losing. He doesn't like failure. He fears that. And same with Faramir. So it's interesting to kind of see how they relate to each other a little bit. Um, and he's also just full of wisdom. Every single nine that I've met, it's always had the best advice ever. You can sit down and talk with him for hours and never like, it'll be like two seconds have gone by. Mm-hmm. So that's also where I kind of came up with that, um, nine, nine type. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, just that reminder of how he doesn't have a selfish bone in his body. He's literally <laughs> caring about other people and doesn't want to, you know, be too tense or uptight. So I like the nine better than the six for him because he's like, let's chill, you know, like <laughs> it's okay. Like when I have to do it, I will wake up in my element and go, but otherwise I'm just going to have to trust the process. And I, I really like that. That's a cool. You kind of see him doing, 
yeah, you kind of see him changing from getting off the grade to getting off the white, and that's where I kind of see him as a 91 as he's getting off the white. Because yeah. again, off the grade, he's just a crotchety old man. And <laughs> you can't blame yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. He's been yeah. around for like thousands of years. Mm-hmm. But that's where I see him as a 91 as, as Gandalf the White. So I wonder if like Gandalf the Grey would honestly be like a different type. Yeah. Samwise is also a 21. Are we surprised? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's such a two. He's such that's a two good. in the best way possible. He's everything I want to be in my healthiest and everything I wish I could be. <laughs> and I'm not a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah. But I admire them about that. He's he's so sacrificing he's willing to give up everything like even yeah. when Gollum's basically betraying him he's yeah. still loyal to Frodo he doesn't really fight back he's still, he like tries to defend himself but yeah. once Frodo's made up his mind he's not running after Frodo mm-hmm. no he just kind of accepts his fate and I think that's really admirable mm-hmm. to not pick a fight where you can't where you realize you can't win mm-hmm. um he's not giving to get as a two might do another yeah yeah so I think it's interesting because you don't really see him as unhealthy, whereas Frodo, you kind of see him a lot of his unhealthiness throughout the movie. So that's why it's kind of yeah. hard to type Frodo. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But all Sam wants to do is just give love to everybody, <laughs> oh my God. especially to Aragorn, how he always calls him Strider. I think that's really interesting. Mm. He's just always such a sweetheart. And like, if happiness was a person, it would be Sam, <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> Yes. Oh, I love that. You're right. He is so bursting with goodness and beautiful that you caught that one wing also that he truly has a good heart Mm -hmm. and he does not expect the glory. Once again, he's not looking for vanity or anything. He's not puffed up in pride. He's literally just humble, which is actually, we know the virtue of two. So beautiful job of typing these and then tell us about your lettering so that people can get to know your images a little bit with these two and hopefully head over to your sites yes my favorite thing about my lettering is I've been doing this since I think I started kind of just doing it for fun in high school didn't Mm -hmm. really do much with it but was just kind of like oh calligraphy is kind of cool I'd like to do this so I kind of messed around with it in high school got some like pens and stuff like that and so I started doing that and then it was really when COVID hit that I was like, I didn't have a job. We had just moved yeah. to Utah. And so I was like, well, what do I do with my time? I'm like, I guess I can just paint stuff for fun. Mm-hmm. And someone told me about Etsy. I was like, oh, I'll just start an Etsy shop for fun. So that's how that all started. <laughs> Somehow came up with a name and everything. Yes. Um, and then I ended up raising enough money through some of my early sales to get an iPad. And that's where everything changed. Because oh, wow. I was able to do that Procreate stuff. And that oh, has yeah. just absolutely changed the way I've done stuff I've met some really cool people through Instagram Um, I have a lot of cool like collabs and stuff that I've done I think my first thing that ever went viral was my Hamilton series (laughs) somehow that went absolutely viral because Hamilton was super popular at the time so that's where I got into that Enneagram stuff was just typing random people and like movies and stuff that I liked Mm. and lately I've kind of shifted my whole focus to be more like fantasy vibe so like D&D Narnia I've done a whole Narnia series on my account and like Lord of the Rings stuff that's my whole vibe right now I like doing special stuff like portraits and stuff like that I'll do that on the side but my whole shop is mainly like fantasy so like Lord of the Rings Narnia DD all that stuff um so I like putting up like prints and stuff like that so in my Etsy shop there's a couple of my favorite prints are a Durant store print that I have 
and a Samwise Hobbit hole that I have. Those are my two absolute favorites. <laughs> so yeah, those are cool. So I hope to do like coming up in the fall, I hope to do some like fall Hobbit doors too. So be on the lookout for those. They're pretty good price too. So you can snag a couple and I might get you a deal too. <laughs> oh, um, find me where then. Also, right? Yeah. I also send out coupons too whenever buy, someone buys something from my shop. I always send them a coupon to for like a discount after like the next purchase. So that's really fun. And I hope tax will have some like stickers and stuff like that too. So if you want to keep up with me, the best way is through Instagram at thelettering.wife. And then all my Etsy stuff is linked to my Instagram bio as well. Okay. And I'll put it in the show notes too. And yes. one lucky winner is going to get one of your prints for free. So that's exciting <laughs> along with one of my mysteries. So I'm very thankful. So for that. fun. Well, thank it's you so, so much. You have been such an yes. awesome guest to have today. And we could just talk Lord of the Rings all day. So thank you. Honestly. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I'll talk to you soon, Natalie. Thank you so much for having me. This is such a fun time. Well, thank you. Okay, thank you so much for joining us for this special time in Middle Earth. We're so grateful to Natalie of The Lettering Wife for sharing her beautiful art with us and her story and her typing. Make sure you check out the movies, Lord of the Rings. Make sure you check out her page and mine, Enneagram and Marriage and The Lettering Wife in our stories on Instagram so you can join our contest and of course follow her page. She is such a delight. I hope you have a wonderful time watching the series, reading through the old series, and just know that we are living intentionally together in all of these lands. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcast or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show, as well as enneagramandmarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.